This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here is your host for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson. Good morning. Welcome into the program, Talk of the Town. Hope your day is off to a nice start. Happy Veterans Day. 800-765-TALK is the phone number. 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. Uh, Going to have the text line, phone lines open. Do have some guests scheduled up for today. We'll tell you about them coming up in a minute. But want to provide you, this is your forum, with an opportunity to, to thank a veteran today. You can do that. Text it to me. Uh, I'll try to get as many on the air as possible. Or you can call. We'll sprinkle calls in. Got an open segment toward uh, 945-ish this morning. 800-765-TALK or 304-TALK. 304 is the text line. Take a minute today. Thank a veteran. We've got it good in this country. So good that we often have to make up problems to gripe about. That's thanks largely to the men and women who have served the country, fought for freedom, fought for the United States fought for you and me, who are the backbone of the greatest country on the planet. Some paid the ultimate sacrifice. All of them paid some sacrifice. And while there is no way that I can even begin to repay them for that, I can take a minute. I can say thank you. I can remember what they did for me. Take a minute. Say thank you. Let them know. The sacrifice did not go unnoticed. If you would like to just take a minute to say thank you to a veteran, all veterans, doesn't have to be one in particular, any veterans, I'll give you that chance a little bit later. You can text me, 304-TALK-304. You can call me at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. We do have a couple guests coming up on the show today. Montague County Schools Deputy Superintendent Donna Tallarico. We'll get an update on where Montague County schools are as far as um, offering COVID vaccines for the younger kids, ages 5 to 11. Those are going to be offered. And when or if the conversation, I'm not sure which one of those it is at this point, uh, takes place about relaxing some of those restrictions, some of those protocols that uh, students and teachers and parents and everybody in between have had to deal with. Uh, for the better part of the last two years. Then, uh, Montague County Commissioner Sean Sikora, who announced this week he's running for re-election, will join us at the bottom of the hour. 800-765-TALKS, the phone number, 800-765-8255. I believe it's only appropriate to bring in our first guest, though, with this. Yeah, that's the Marine Corps hymn. Jamie Summerlin joining us on Talk of the Town. Jamie, good morning. Good morning, Dave. You made me stand at full attention whenever <laughs> I heard that playing. I appreciate that. That's just a reaction, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, you just uh, pop up and go. So, uh, yeah, yesterday, 246 years of my beloved Marine Corps and uh, celebrated our birthday. The only service uh, that actually started in a bar. I mean, what could go wrong with that, right? So, um, it. uh Definitely a good celebration yesterday, and I appreciate you having me on this morning. Hey, Jamie, a couple of things. I want to make sure I mention the Morgantown Veterans Day Parade coming up later this evening, but what does it mean when, when somebody comes up and just gives you a simple thank you and a handshake for, for your service as a Marine? 
Well, you know, we certainly appreciate it. We're very humbled and honored. Um, but, you know, I tell them I'd do it again every single day. Um, it, uh, uh, it brought some incredible people into my life, uh, lifelong friends, brothers and sisters that uh, uh, I'll always remember, some that are already gone and some that uh, we still stay in contact with. And uh, it's just, uh, for me, it's personally an honor to, to be able to you know, call myself a Marine and to uh, surround myself with those that raised their hand and, and uh, took that oath to defend and, and, and serve this country honorably. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just very humbling. It really is. I'll tell you, Jamie, my wife's uh, granddad, uh, Dutch Frankenfield, was a Marine, fought in the Pacific Theater World War II, was on EWO. And let me tell you, even at 95 years old, I wouldn't have messed with that man. He wasn't 100 pounds soaking wet when he was 95. But, Jamie, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have messed with him even at 95. I serve with some uh, incredible uh, men and women in our Marine Corps League, Earl Anderson Detachment here in Morgantown. And uh, uh, there are certainly some hard chargers that, uh, <laughs> that are still part of our league that uh, uh, you, you call them up, they'll, they'll come to fight for sure. All right, Jamie, Veterans Day Parade, uh, we always kind of joke Morgantown's the parade town in America, it seems like. But last year we didn't have any, so we're happy to have them all back. What's going on tonight? Yeah, we're excited to uh, have the Morgantown Veterans Day Parade this evening at 6 p.m., uh, starting at the top of High Street. Lineup does start at 5. There has been a little confusion on Facebook with the daylight savings. I think it changed some times for people on a lot of events this week. But uh, lineup starts at 5 p.m. We step off at 6 p.m. with the Marine Corps League leading the way uh, with the color guard. And it sounds like we've got a lot of great participation in the event tonight. We are honored to have Brandon Rumball, uh, a Marine, retired, uh, lost both legs in Afghanistan. Uh, it's from Uniontown, as a matter of fact, but he's going to be our parade marshal this evening uh, and actually is our guest speaker at our Marine Corps League birthday ball this weekend. But uh, we certainly want to encourage the community to come out and uh, celebrate and thank our vets and uh, let them know we really appreciate them. We're, we're real thankful for all the participants that are going to be there tonight, from Cub Scouts to the bands to uh, the Jeeps to, you know, just uh, everybody that's going to be a part of it. All the different military organizations that are in our community, all welcome, and, and we want them to certainly be a part of it. So 6 p.m., top of High Street, uh, get out there and celebrate. We're hoping it's the best uh, Veterans Day parade we've had in a really long time. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to say thank you to those veterans that are in my life um, that uh, have meant so much to me, my my first and, and, and most beloved veteran, my wife, uh, a Marine Corps veteran as well, um, and then some really, really great friends here in our community, Brett Simpson oper at Operation Welcome Home, uh, Bob Perner, uh, you know, just mentors, people that are doing some great things to help our veteran community. So I want to certainly say thank you to them and all those veterans that are out there continuing to serve our community. Uh, but again, Morgantown Veterans Day Parade. 6 p.m. right on High Street. Come out and celebrate and be a part of a great event tonight. All right, Jamie, appreciate the information. Thank you for your service, Jamie, and all you continue to do uh, for veterans here in the area very much as well, buddy. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Semper Fi. All right, have a great parade tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock, the parade steps off. Again, don't forget, you should be in pretty good practice by now, Morgantown. Uh, the usual parade detours uh, around downtown and parking restrictions go into place at 5 o'clock this evening. 5 o'clock this evening, parking restrictions and uh, the parade detour will go into effect for the Morgantown Veterans Day Parade that steps off at 6. Your opportunity to thank a veteran, if you got somebody in particular in mind, or you just say thank you in general, we'll keep the phone lines and the text line open for you today at 800 765 
800-765-8255. Or you can text me, 304-TALK-304. 800-765-TALK or 304-TALK-304. I'll get through as many texts as I can. Uh, we'll squeeze in as many calls as we can today as well. All right. In the meantime, we are going to talk Montague County Schools with Deputy Superintendent Donna Tallarico. Get an update on you know, how they're faring dealing with the pandemic. Um, what about vaccination opportunities for students? And could we be having a discussion anytime soon about relaxing some of those restrictions that students, parents, teachers, everyone's had to deal with this year? We'll try to answer some of those questions on the other side of this timeout. Sean Sakura, bottom of the hour. 9.15 on Veterans Day. Back in a moment. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. United States Army Veterans Day edition talk of the town if you would like to honor a veteran say thank you text me 304 talk 304 or you can uh, ooh, that ended, a bit, ended abruptly or you can call me at 800-765-TALK 800-765-8255 I'll get to as many texts as I can before the end of the show and uh, get those on 304-TALK-304 or call me 800-765-8255 in the meantime, Montague County Schools, I believe today is an off day for schools uh, for Veterans Day. And believe it or not, uh, working our way through the first semester and fingers crossed, all things going pretty well. Let's get the assessment of Montague County Schools Deputy Superintendent Donna Tallarico. Good morning, Donna. Well, good morning and happy Veterans Day. Uh, to you as well. I said fingers crossed because I don't want to put a jinx on it, but it seems everything has gone pretty well this fall for Mon County Schools. Uh, what say you? And I would totally agree. Uh, we are very, very pleased that we have uh, been able to have uh, school since day one in August. Uh, we have been managing uh, what is a cloud over everything. And that certainly is uh, the COVID issues. But uh, we put our mitigation strategies in place last year. We've continued those strategies. And uh, thankfully, uh, using everything and our students and our parents uh, at the study, we have um, we've been in school and very successfully. It, it's hard to believe. I was having a conversation recently, Donna, and it was, it was pointed out to me. We have kids in high school who are sophomores and juniors and you've got to go back to i think sixth grade before they had an uninterrupted school year and and the importance of just being in the building being with teachers being with other students uh, when you think about it in those terms it kind of takes on a whole different perspective that truly is the reality uh the last few years have had interruptions of one or another so uh, this year, again, uh, being able to be in school, students being able to be with their teachers and their friends is absolutely the best thing we could possibly afford our community. 
So it's made a huge difference. I, we know our students are happy to be in school. Our teachers are committed to picking up and addressing whatever needs the students have. And uh, again, it's uh, us trying to do what we do best, and that is educate our students. Talking to Montague County Schools Deputy Superintendent Donna Tallarico. Donna, I think Montague County Schools also did a good job of offering the COVID vaccinations for teachers, offering it for um, the older students who were eligible, who wanted to get it, whose parents wanted to get it. Are you going to be offering the vaccines for the younger students now that it's available for kids uh, ages five and up? Well, that's a perfect question for today because we did announce this week Uh, that we will be offering clinics at all 10 of our elementary schools. In fact, they are scheduled for next week, November 17th, 18th, and 19th. And so every parent will have uh, the opportunity to uh, attend and give permission, uh, of course, for their child to receive that vaccine. Uh, We will have our health officials uh, giving the vaccine. They're the experts at that, and uh, again, this is our wheelhouse. We're going to make sure our children are comfortable, that we provide um, the right atmosphere to administer those vaccines. We encourage parents to be there with their child, and certainly uh, all of this will be done with parent permission. And uh, is are the, all the clinics listed on the website, or are they at different times, or where can I find yes. that information? And absolutely, and we're going to put that up actually today uh, because they are at slightly different times uh, throughout the day. I'll just quickly say that on November 17th, we have Mountain View, Brookhaven, Ridgedale, and Sheet Lake. On November 18th, we have Mason Dixon, Milam Park, and Skyview. And on November 19th, we have Eastwood, North, and Suncrest. Those times, as well as the registration forms, uh, will be posted here later today. Uh, so that uh, parents will have ample time to uh, uh, complete all the forms and return them to the school for next week. I know every uh, student and parent probably have the same question, when will we get to go to school and take the masks off? I won't put you on the spot for a hard (laughs) deadline there, Donna, so let me ask you this question instead. When will that conversation take place about possibly relaxing some of those uh, protocols? Well, I know our Board of Education, and they uh, went on the record uh, Tuesday evening, is committed to looking at where is the exit uh, uh, ramp for uh, being able to not utilize masks. And we know it's all part and parcel of following CDC guidance, following, of course, guidance from Dr. Lee Smith, and then looking at what we know to be true in Montague County Schools. So that conversation is occurring uh, with the administration, our superintendent, and certainly with our board. It's at the forefront of their thinking. And indeed, it is time to begin to have those conversations. And uh, our numbers, as we show uh, each week on our website, uh, we have um, managed COVID, uh, and their numbers uh, are not uh, what they were. So all of those things, as well as the other strategies, uh, give us uh, hope that uh, with this round of vaccination clinics, and if I just might add, we've also added for those sixth graders that had not turned 12 and are just in the sixth grade this year, we're going to offer a clinic at at the middle schools 
on December 20th and 21st. So that information will be uh, shared here next week. But once again, we want to make available to every family uh, and every student the opportunity to receive the vaccine and to do so with ease. And I think we have a track record that shows that. We did our Moderna booster. Uh, in fact, we did it Tuesday night for the first round for our own staff. And we have a clinic coming up this coming Thursday again for our own staff, anyone that wishes to receive that booster. Uh, so we truly are um, committed to finding ways to make this as easy for our staff and students as possible. You know, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again, Don. I think Montague County Schools have done a great job of, A, keeping the doors open and kids in the classrooms and extracurricular activities happening, um, and, B, offering these uh, vaccines to anyone who wants to get them. Uh, I think you guys have, have done a great job. And, again, it, it's that that necessary part of getting kids in the classroom, getting them back in front of teachers, getting them interacting with each other, um, you've, you've been able to keep it open, and we've seen other counties nearby not be able to do that. So congratulations on a job well done so far. Well, we thank you for that. And, again, uh, many, many people work to make this happen. But we are very proud uh, that we've been able to do just exactly that. Um, our board is committed to uh, providing that educational experience, all the while maintaining the safety of our students. So that is exactly what we are about, and uh, we believe we have made those steps uh, correctly. How many weeks are left in the semester? It's got to be starting to wind down. It's got to be getting toward uh, finals week soon, isn't it? Well, most certainly is. We've, uh, we've hit the threshold of our nine weeks. Now, technically, the uh, semester doesn't end t until mid-January. Oh, okay. Uh, so we do have a few more weeks with that, but we've, we've very successfully completed uh, the first nine weeks of school and uh, looking forward again to uh, having some things happening internally. We're making certain that some of our winter programs are going to go forward uh, with our holiday events, uh, making sure that um, appropriate field trips uh, to nearby colleges for our high school students, all of those kinds of things. Now we've been able to uh, lessen some of the uh, uh, internal controls. Uh, and so this month and through December, we're going to continue to try to make certain that the theater productions, the musical productions, the things that our children love, and we all know the sports activities have been ongoing, uh, but these are these are part and parcel of the educational experience. And so we're at a place now that we are comfortable, again, with certain um, uh, strategies in place, but those will go forward. And so we will all enjoy that. We know the students will, and again, our families as well. Montague County Schools Deputy Superintendent Donna Tallarico. Donna, thanks for joining me, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Hey, anytime. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Montague County Commissioner Sean Sikori. He's running for re-election next year. We'll talk to him about that, maybe a couple other things as well. Uh, taking your calls at 800-765-TALK, or you can text me 304-TALK-304 if you'd like to, you know, take a minute, say thank you to all the veterans, or if you've got one or two in particular in mind, we'll do that as well. Right now, it is time for a news update, as we do at the bottom of the hour each day. It's 930. Let's check in with the Metro News Anchor Desk. Find out what's happening all across the great state of West Virginia.
Now back to the talk of the town. Anchors away. You want to thank a veteran? Call me, 800-765-TALK, or you can text me, 304-TALK-304. We'll get to those coming up next segment. Earlier this week, he announced on social media, of all places, that he was going to be running for re-election to the Montague County Commission. Joining us now is Montague County Commissioner Sean Sikora. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Dave. And I do uh, wish to uh, honor our veterans and take a second to thank them uh, for their service to our country. Uh, I personally want to say may God bless them for their unselfish service to preserve our freedoms, our safety, and our country's heritage for all of us, and I humbly offer them my sincere thanks. Uh, well said, Sean. You going to be at the parade tonight? Uh... Yes. Yes, I will be at the parade uh, twofold. One, to honor our veterans, and uh, the parades this year have been wonderful, you know, because we didn't have parades last right. year, so uh, I'm very anxious to get out there. Um, and two, my daughter's in the Morgantown High Band, oh, so yes. I'm very proud of her, so I'll be able to watch her march down High Street. That's right. I forgot. That's right. See, I see you at the Morgantown Games walking around down there in the crowd every once in a while. From my yeah, uh, perch in the I suite, use the band you know? as an excuse, but I, I love watching. <laughs> I love watching high school football. <laughs> hey, uh, what went into your decision to seek another six-year term on the Montague County Commission? Well, the the past five years have really flown by, and I've tried to focus on really just serving and not not whether I was ever going to run again. Um, I've I was fairly successful. I knew uh, I keep kind of keeping that to the backside, but. Once you're elected, that's the inevitable question people ask you all the time, and I really just tried to avoid avoid it because there's a lot of things that would go into that decision. But I really wanted to just focus on focus on uh, serving. Um, I knew I was going to make a decision in my fifth year. At the end of my fifth year, um, I wanted to be president in my fifth year, just in case I would run, so I wouldn't be president whenever I was a, a candidate. Um, but uh, I do have to weigh in my family life, uh, my professional life, uh, what I do outside the commission. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that weighed into that. And that was about 90% of my uh, decision. The rest was really, uh, you know, just I, I lo- love the work I do with the commission. I love being able to do things for the community and serve the community. Uh, on this day of Veterans Day, I, I never was, uh, I, I, I'm not a veteran. Um, but I think people can serve in different ways, and I kind of look at that as like. Uh, and your your previous guest, Jamie, pointed that out to me. I told him, I said, Jamie, I you know he offered to have me be in the parade, and I said, you know, thank you. I took his his request aside, but in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm 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 not worthy of being in a parade where we're honoring these veterans. I'd rather be there to support them, and I, I you know I wish that I would have served when. Um, I was young, but circumstances are what they are, and uh, it didn't lead me to that. But he goes, and he, he pointed out, hey, you, you're serving now. And so it was nice to have a veteran say, you know, something like that to me. Uh, but I do take that seriously, and, and, and I do see it as service, not really a, uh, you know, a political figure, but really just a public servant trying to do do good things for our citizens. Are there 
still projects that are either just getting started or, or still in the works that uh, you want to see through to fruition? Oh, my. Yes, there are. <laughs> Obviously, I have my broadband project, which we kicked off about three years ago, but it has really picked up steam with all the ARP dollars. And we have our consultants will be getting back to us in February with a master plan and then executing that plan. I'd like to see that through uh, uh, to fruition. Uh, we started the uh, Harmony Grove Interchange project uh, about four years ago. Um, that's gaining a lot of steam. I'd like to see that through uh, to fruition. Um, what to do with the former Beatrice facility. That's something that, you know, the commission's heavily involved with. I'd like to see that. Uh, airport extension, uh, we've done a lot on that in the last uh, couple years. I'd like to see that continue to move forward. Uh, the Richwood project, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't don't hear about that because it's in its early planning stages, but I'd really like to, uh, you know, continue working on that. And, and again, just continuing to um, build upon the accomplishments that we've done in the last five or six years. Talking to Montague County Commissioner Sean Sikora, who announced this week uh, he will run for re-election in uh, 2022. Hey, a lot of those projects you mentioned, whether it's it's broadband or the interchange or, you know, runway extension, those are, those are infrastructure-type projects. And uh, maybe it's too early to know for certain, Sean, but with the the major infrastructure package that was approved by Congress this week, one point what was it one point seven trillion dollars or trillion dollar bill, whatever it was, um, will there be a few dollars available for for Montegalia County in that bill, or is that something you're you're still exploring at this point? Oh, certainly, and we're gonna we're going to push for that. We're going to push for every penny that we deserve here in Montegalia County, and I think a lot of that to, can go to maybe jumpstart a lot of our road projects that have kind of uh, stalled. Um, so we've certainly pushed for every every bit of that that we can get to come to Montegalia County to 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 for our roads to uh, maybe the maybe the final piece of the funding for our broadband project. But we, as you as you can probably attest, uh, Tom, Jeff, and I will be vocal about making sure that we get our fair share. Saying Tom Bloom will be vocal is an understatement, Sean. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> we love Tom, obviously. Uh, hey, uh, also, I wanted to get your perspective, your takeaway from the leadership forum that was held a little bit earlier this week. Uh, you were there. Uh, Commissioner Bloom was there. Mayor Jenny Celine from Morgantown. Mayor Patty Lewis from Granville. Uh, Westover Mayor Dave Johnson. Um, Star City was there. So all of the municipalities were at the table, the county. Um, talking about issues in their own municipalities, talking about issues for the area. Just uh, overall, what did you take away from the forum? I think it was a it was an excellent forum. I wish more of our citizens were there to watch uh, these uh, government entities working together. And I say this all the time, and probably people probably get tired of hearing it, but I really. Like to focus on areas where we agree rather than focusing in on areas where we disagree. And sometimes that's what people focus on is areas where we disagree. But we really, uh, I think people would be amazed if they really knew how much behind the scenes we we are working together. Uh, and I rattled off a list at that meeting of uh, you know they were talking about now we don't work together enough. And I was like you know with Morgantown we 
you know, we're embedded in our airport project. We've got the Commerce Park. We're, we're working on Richwood. We have the Papano Run uh, agreement that we're entering into with them and MUB to, uh, to take care of that uh, water runoff in that area with Granville. We, uh, you know, obviously there's University Town Center. Uh, there's the ballpark. Uh, we just had a work session yesterday to talk about uh, uh, the need for a couple stoplights. Uh, at the where the new Chick-fil-A is and where the uh, W Hospitals is and working together and sharing those costs. We have a, um, a, a current TIF with uh, Star City that we work with them on. Westover, we have the, um, the Gateway uh, project. Uh, all the municipalities, you know, we've taken the lead on broadband for all the municipalities. We're also doing a lot with stormwater uh, remediation. Uh, we've got our um, subdivision regulations that we're we're working on that affect everybody in our county so there's a lot that there's a lot of ways that we're working together uh uh for all of our citizens and it was a the the forum was a great opportunity for people to see that uh there was there was one part where tom and i were talking we were talking oh someone brought up uh are we communicating with the board of education when it comes to economic development and we said, yeah, that you know, more than ever, we're bringing them in so they can be proactive and understand where developments are going, and then they can make their decisions rather than have to be reactive after a development happens, and then they got to scramble to figure out what's going on. But Tom wanted to pipe in on that, and I really, for it was a rare opportunity because uh, generally we sometimes a lot of times we can finish each other's sentences, but I had no idea where he was going to go, but he wanted to discuss charter schools in that regard. So, it, but it really is a good i mean i only mention that because it's just a you know uh, how well how well we do work together we do have our disagreements uh we have and sometimes we disagree uh, uh vehemently but uh for the most part we uh you know we work through um we work through a lot of issues and uh you know we we at the end of the day we're all working for the all of the citizens and not our own our our own interests. Well, you, and more of an observation or a comment here, Sean. But to me, that's a sign of a healthy form of a local government or state where you can disagree and hold different opinions and see things from different perspectives, and that's okay. But it doesn't prevent you from functioning. Uh, no. You still move forward with whatever plan, and and maybe at the end of the conversation, you look at each other and go, "All right, well, I see it this way. You see it that way." And, and you figure it out. That's the sign of a functioning government. That's the way things should work. You may not necessarily come to an agreement at the end of the conversation, but that's okay. And we've lost that in some levels of government. Again, more of a comment than a question. No, I couldn't agree more. All right. Are you, are you uh, prepped for another campaign then? Are you ready to go? Signs ready? Everything geared up? Yeah, no, I, I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, campaigning part, I absolutely hate. It's I, I've said before, it's the loneliest time of my life because I didn't want to, you know, just because I was going through this, I didn't want to drag my family to every event. Uh, so you do a lot of stuff, and you know, with assuming that we're not going to be in COVID, there will be the events and stuff like that. So, but I do, I do really enjoy getting out and talking to the people. It's just that. The, the the lonely part of it is being away from time away from my family so um but i i do i am a different candidate i'm not uh, the last time i ran uh only took contributions from a, a handful of people that i considered my friends mm-hmm. that you know they weren't people that you know, have a vested interest and this time i'm not taking any contributions from anybody uh so mm-hmm. i i really just i love that 
um, being able to be independent and be out there and make decisions and, and not have to weigh in the fact that somebody may have supported me in one way or the other. Um, I had that. I was talking to Russ Rogerson at the listening of the community uh, coal communities listening event last night. When I sat down at the table, I had to be introduced, and I said, "I love this." Five years in, and I'm still. Uh, <laughs> There, I still, people don't know who I am, which is good, because I feel like I've just been keeping my nose to the grindstone, and that's what I want to continue to do. Montague County Commissioner Sean Score running for re-election in 2022. That still doesn't sound right to me, 2022. Sean, thank you for stopping by. I'm sure we'll talk uh, plenty more times between now and later. All right, thank you very much, Dave. You have a good day. You as well. All right, well, phone lines are open rest of the show, and would like to hear from you. And... Uh, if you've got a veteran you'd like to thank, somebody in particular, or you just want to say thank you in general, you will be afforded that opportunity on the other side of this break. 800-765-TALK is the phone number, or you can text me, as several of you already have, at 304-TALK-304, and I will get those on the air as well. Phone lines are open right now. We're back in a moment. We're talking about your town. Now back to the talk of the town. Air Force, by the way, most beautiful campus of the service academies. Sorry, guys. Oh, it's, it's fantastic if you've ever been out there. One of the most beautiful backdrops for a college football game as well. I've made, I've made all the Army and Navy guys mad. I'm sorry. It's, it's, that's, that's undeniable. Beautiful out there in Colorado Springs. Uh, 800-765-TALK. 800-765-8255 is the phone number. 304-TALK. 304 is the text line if you would like to take a moment. Say thank you to veterans. I'm more than happy to... Uh, give you that opportunity texter says dave please honor patty hamrick and her husband u.s air force master sergeant retired paul hamrick consider it done he even played the air force song coming out of the break there just for them by the way all right uh, 304 talk 304 is the text line dave i'd like to thank each and every veteran for keeping us free especially my dad who served in the Army Corps in World War II. He passed away in 2002, and he was a huge Seinfeld fan. LOL, Phil. Uh, well said, Phil. Also the fact that he was a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> 800-765-TALKS, the phone number. 304-TALK-304 is the text line if you'd like to thank a veteran. Let's go to Bill. Good morning, Bill. United States Army, 1965. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. Hey, uh... Uh, my son-in-law and his father, uh, John and Jack Radcliffe, are Air Force veterans, both of them. And my son-in-law is a quartermaster of the Coriopolis VFW. They they live in that area. Mm-hmm. And and I, what a gem you have in Brett Simpson and Jamie one Summerlin and the National Guard that operates the Challenge Academy. Veterans, veterans of these most recent wars in the Middle East have had, quote, challenges to come back into society. And I know Barbara Evans-Fleshow has been working on it. So for all the people out there that 
think it's an issue that you those veterans are equally as important as the ones who were the wars prior to. It, it is really difficult, my son-in-law says, to get those back into a, a regular societal uh, position. So everybody go out there and for the most recent veterans, open up your arms and open up your hands and give them a salute. Bill, well said. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. We'll be back in a moment. The Coast Guard. Yeah, I've got some family Navy guys, Coast Guard guys. All right, the call screen says Cousin Kristen. Let's go to Cousin Kristen. Hey, Cousin Kristen. Hey, Dave. How are you? That's... I was going to call you Daisy, but... <laughs> it is Cousin Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I do for you? Well, I just uh, wanted to let you know I've been listening to you a lot lately, and I but made it, I uh, realized, wait a minute, we've got a bunch of cousins with husbands that served that we could uh, bring up. Yeah, Russell, Dale. Um, how many we got there? Now I'm blank. Well, now you've put me on the spot, Kristen. I'm going to leave I somebody know, out. Right? <laughs> and uh, Adrian's husband, Andy. Andy, yeah. The Marine, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, see, you're going to get me in trouble at Christmas Eve because I forgot somebody or left them out. I'm going to blame you for it. Exactly. You're, they're coming after you, not me. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling in. i got to squeeze Bob in here before we go. But uh, I'll see you up at Mammals Christmas Eve. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Kristen. Uh, Bob, I'm going to run out of time. But, you know, tomorrow's Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk then. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.